0: Clear prop. Hey, hello, everyone. Sean Simon's PPG Grandpa. Welcome to episode 46 with JT Wardle. He's been flying for, well, since the 70s and has really interesting stories to tell, including some crash videos. So if you want to listen to this, it's going to be amazing. But you can also go to clearproptv.com and actually watch it so you can see what we're showing on the screen. Anyways, have a wonderful day and thank you for listening to Clear Prop TV Paramotor Podcast. On and welcome to episode 46 already? That is insane. We are really moving along. It's We only have a couple more episodes until the end of the year. And then it's going to be 2021. We'll leave 2020 behind us forever for good. This is our audio part that you get to listen to a little bit before we go live on YouTube. Welcome. You're listening to this on paratalk.org. Now we're going to be going live to clear prop tv which if you have not gone to make sure you go to clearproptv.com that is our facebook page we would love for you to like it and give us thumbs up we actually put our thumbs up but you can't tell because we're not doing the uh, the video yet <laughs> so we are going to go streaming live to youtube give me one second before we head on over to youtube live stream
1: Woohoo!
0: I love this stuff, all right. So, this is I'm going to type it in episode 46 with JT Wordle. L- yeah. Oh, and the LE, right? LE, W A R D L E. Make sure I do it right. You know, if I do it wrong, the people get all upset. Um. That would be good enough. For Episode 46. All right, here we hey, go. Going live. Uh, real quick, uh, I can't stick around
2: super late afterwards, so... Uh,
0: okay, maybe. you can just let us know when I yeah. Cool. Okay, we are starting up our Zoom meeting for YouTube. Redirecting to YouTube, which means we are live. We are live. And... Episode forty six. This is this is this is awesome. This is amazing, and I love it. So, welcome everybody. My name is Sean Simon's PPG Grandpa. Look at everyone that we have here today. Let me introduce everyone. If you have some dot com or something you want to shout out, you're more than welcome. We'll start off over here with Linda Anderson. She is our cheerleader. Welcome.
1: Do
0: you have any dot coms that you want to that you want to throw out there, Linda?
3: Um, I'm Linda Anderson. I'm the paramom of Robert Michaels, who is from San Diego, who is the host of paraglidingtalk.com
0: on Thursday night. Woo-hoo! All right. And we have our tech guy, the guy that does everything behind the scenes and the only guy that I know that has thrown a reserve, and it was not an it. course, J.P. Tula. What's up, my brother?
2: What's going on, guys? Always a pleasure to be here um yeah uh check me out on instagram and youtube as jp doula uh that's all i got all
0: right we Let's will share be... this
2: real quick go
0: ahead um all, all of our dot coms and everything that we're talking about will be in the description here in just a few minutes as soon as i put them there so welcome welcome and of course we have our very own brian Hey bale waller what's up my brother mm-hmm. hey!
4: how's it going guys how's it going tonight everybody we are doing fantastic i'm doing fantastic hey you uh you put out a new video this morning didn't you brian uh yeah i've been playing around some new uh, adobe pro premiere um software it
2: good it looks good
4: first time. and uh so hopefully the quality of my videos will get a little bit better not just cut and paste clips so we'll okay. see yeah yeah
2: well if anybody in the chat gets a chance going over to uh brian waller's ch- his channel on youtube and uh check it out i i was very amused with it so
4: yeah we we had a good time down at swanee i ended up putting out a yeah. bunch of different videos from it and then i went to aviator and i had a good time there so, so there's there's more videos coming y'all can look me up on uh youtube brian waller or facebook instagram uh, brian Waller 31 oh uh, so check it out for sure yeah.
0: All right, we have got. Never trust the skinny chef Shane, who is currently on mute. So if you unmute yourself, say hi. Hello. Hey, Skinny Shane, what's up, my brother? Now he he is the guy that makes this a funny show. He is our resident comedian guy. What's up, comedian guy?
5: I have a new title for myself.
0: Oh okay. my goodness! What's okay? We are listening carefully. This is live, guys. What's your
5: new? JP. JP's your... the only guy in the on the on the show that's thrown laundry, um, thrown a reserve during flight. I'm the only guy that didn't throw uh, laundry or a reserve during SIV and ended up in the water. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so very true. Saturday, I ended up in the water. Did no, you not so make I it thrown. back? I made it back. Oh. I, I hope he off. made it
0: back. He's on the show. No, I mean, <laughs> did, you, did you run out he's of currently He's currently and not floating with his cell phone right now on yep. Zoom. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
5: yes. So, what happened was I took a bad launch. My wing, um, I was flying Andrew's wing, a big 35 meter gigantic wing. Holy, 35 meters? that's a tandem
2: that's a tandem wing, yeah
5: it it was and it was a very spicy tandem wing ask me how i know because my very first flight andrew's like something's not right with your wing um pull pin and head back so i pulled the pin and thought that this wing was so big that i could pull some brake and well i pulled brake and it did a 180 before I even knew what happened. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So what had happened was on we can I barely know see you. Was,
0: we 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 can barely I know.
5: okay i'm I'm driving <laughs> oh okay oh, oh. oh, there we go here we go so what happened was Andrew took off in the boat um I waited for the line to get tight and I Inflated my wing and it shot to the left over the water. I corrected it. He didn't think I could correct it. Killed the motor and in the lake I go. Wow. Oh. And it's huh. about 67 degrees.
0: Oh, you got your, your cold bath and that that's good.
5: Yeah, I came up and Leah and uh, another guy was getting ready to jump in the water thinking that I was having trouble swimming. Really, I was just gasping for air because it was so cold. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was in shock of how cold it was. They're like, you never even seen the water coming. I was like, no, I was looking at my wing, correcting it. And they were like, you saved it. But uh, Andrew, I guess when he killed the motor or backed off the motor um, to try to get going again, the the boat cavitated, if you will. And he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to save it. So yeah, I went in the water, yeah. and uh, it was very cold. It, any gators? So, I'm funny beginning. funny story, funny story. I'm not, I'm at all not scared of alligators. I'm in a huge lake that has tons of them. But uh, what had happened was the rope went underneath me, and I'm doggy paddling. And uh, the rope went underneath me and hit me in the stomach, and I thought it was an alligator at first. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, here <laughs> we go. I'm going to get attacked by an alligator. <laughs>
3: That would be a normal. But it was react. just a
5: rope, and it was all good. Oh That's my God. But I survived, as JP was hoping that I didn't. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. That, that, that was the um, best introduction to Shane. At, no, we're still here. So that was like the best uh, introduction I think I've ever heard from Shane. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you. And now... Um, to our guest. This is our guest, JT Wardle. He is our guest today. He's going to be talking about a lot of stuff Woo-hoo! in the house party. And uh, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, we've, we have talked for about an hour before the show. And... Um, Uh, wow you have an amazing life and you're going to be talking a lot about uh, flying and stuff um so real quick if you would not real quick as long as you want to talk about yourself tell us about your background who you are and um while you're doing that i'm going to post the links
6: oh very nice
0: everywhere that i can welcome
6: jt thank you i'm excited to uh be here thanks for linda for uh uh, reaching out to me and saying, Hey, I've seen some of your stuff. Why don't you come on our podcast? And
3: right, and That's so, right. I, yeah. was like, uh, I was like, I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna get this guy on the show. I, I'm just gonna, yep. So I, I just kept kind of sending little messages, Hey, how's it going? You
6: know, well, I'm thank like, you. Yeah. Uh, we we love making the uh, videos. I uh create the yeah. YouTube bit channel and uh, got my Facebook stuff and all of that. I'm just kind of a a slow uh, social media guy, so I'm I'm uh, learning how to do things there. But uh, yeah, click on the JT Wardle. I'll talk about uh, some of the videos that I've created. And um, yeah, if only uh, Shane had some video, that would be nice. Of that, uh, the right. water going in. I uh, I'm excited. I saw uh, Sean do his. Um, Skylab's SIV, and I took a SIV here in Utah with uh, a group here, but I, I, I know Leah, and, and I want to get to uh, do some of that uh, Florida gator water, uh, flying over that and seeing how that uh, is. So I'm Very glad cool. the gator didn't get Shane, uh, but uh, you probably had something to feed him anyway. Shane would have given him something to feed him there so yeah, oh, yeah we'll talk about youtube channel i'm glad to be on here um uh i love flying i've been flying my whole life if anybody asks me you know when did you fly i've come and gone uh through different kinds of flying as a little kid i, I got uh, it in my blood system flying uh you know the private plane the <clears> wing <throat> planes my father actually was a world war ii navy pilot he uh taught the boys how to fly airplanes. So he was an instructor. Uh, But when I was growing up, it was my uncle that had an airplane that would let me fly that as a little kid. And then I uh, would hang on to hang gliders, uh, try to do some hang gliding. My mother stopped me. I mean, as a little kid, I was always jumping off of things trying to fly. So I jumped off the roof. uh, Even I think it was the 11 years old was probably my first parachute incident. Um, my, uh, my friend and I had a World War II, uh, parachute and we thought we're going to fly this off the roof. And, uh, huh. when you jump off a roof with a parachute, it's basically, you're jumping off the roof. <laughs> the yeah. Parachute's not going to fly much for you there, but anyway, I did lots of flying there. Did, uh, but I got out of it. There were hang gliding incidents that uh, killed friends and and uh, people. Um, back in the '70s, uh, this was probably '78, '79. Um, you know, things were just starting to to uh, to go in that, and um, all the technology hadn't been been uh, really where it is now. So I got out of that for a while and. Did ultralights, uh, learning how to fly ultralights. Last ten years, I've been kind of working my way back into it. Promised my wife I wouldn't uh, fly, but then I had to back away from that because the kids got old enough for me to uh, to uh, to go flying, and and uh, so it's probably been about last uh, five four years. Started I got my uh, P two, I got a P three, and paragliding uh here at the point of the mountain with the uh, utah paragliding and then i took some paramotor training uh, out here in utah and just have been uh, the last several years been flying pretty good so i'll put in like sean we'll we'll go out as many times as we can uh so we'll, we'll get our hours and our flights up uh, just because we love it but that's a little bit about the history but yeah go to uh Go to uh, send me some some uh, comments and likes on the YouTube channel, and we'll try to. I'm I've been fairly organically growing it; haven't really pushed to to try to get people to do it. So the quality's gonna improve, and we're we we just uh, and I talked about this with Sean too. Is um, I've been making media my whole life too, as a little kid with the films and stuff. So my background is I got a a bachelor's degree in media production and film production. Then I got a master's degree in, in film production. I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, but you know, when you have to come pay the bills, I've been, I got a job at the university of Utah and I've been in it, uh, for the last 26 years, a product manager. Uh, but, um, uh, that's that's a little bit of bio I a little bit babbled a little bit long there somebody else take over
1: oh you're fine
2: <laughs> this, cool. the, this show's got your name on it man that's what yeah. we're here for you are the man <laughs> of the
6: hour or two
3: that's uh, right
2: <laughs>
6: thank you i i love watching uh what you guys are doing i think it's fun we we uh, we do that as flyers we like watching other flyers too
2: this is my favorite thing to do on any given night man i i uh I'm what you call a para junkie so <laughs> every day of the week i'm i'm looking to either fly or talk about flying you know and that's why uh you know met met linda on thursday nights on uh, robert's show
1: no don't shut up yeah uh,
2: hey. what I so paragliding Yeah. um <laughs> And then you've got the our, our uh, parameter, our nation guys that uh, change their night every other week. I think it's on Wednesdays or Sundays now. Or, um, yeah. I'm but yeah.
6: yeah. I've never met. Uh, let's see, Dave Wolf. Uh, I flew with David. Uh, um, Trike flyer. Trike flyer. Yeah, uh, Trike flyer. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Dave David Wolf Ruff. is it? Yeah, Dave, Dave Wolf. <laughs> We flew at the Black Hawk uh, fly-in once. I love going to fly-in, so I'd be glad to talk about fly-ins. Oh, yeah. But I travel around yeah, a lot yeah. to fly, just like to get. But it's mainly been the West Coast environment. The furthest yeah. I've been was Kansas, uh, driving 16 hours to fly uh, endless foot drag. But yeah, I flew with Dave Ruff, and he's like, hey, let's collaborate on the video. And then after that, I started noticing him on Paramotor Nation, and, and he was... He was uh, trying to grow his channel. He's done done pretty good, but um, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
4: Anyway, so yeah,
6: we love flying. Now in Utah, you have a, a lot of opportunities to fly, you know,
4: yeah. free flight and power paragliding. Though I know you do both, right?
6: Um, yeah. What which do you prefer? <laughs> so yeah, it's like children. Which one? Trick question. Which children, do you do you like kind of thing? I love yeah. flying. Okay. Well, I've, I've never done free flight myself, so the, they're they're amazing, both of them. There's there's uh, there's pros and cons when you f- hook into your harness. You got to figure out how to fly the paraglider a little bit different than, especially if you're out there thermally and looking for lift uh, naturally from from uh, the the mountains coming up that hill or or paramotor. Um yeah, I would say it's it's a 50-50 love. I, I spend probably, I think my, our paramotor has edged it out. I probably am like a 52% of my time is on paramotor and 48% is on the uh, free flying. It's just that I've got these big mountains uh, right behind me. I can go up the hill in 30 minutes and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and jump off. But right now in the snow, they, uh, they block off the road. So you actually have to hike up. Uh, which is a little bit you you've got to be really motivated to get out in the cold and and hike up uh, that hill but I still do it get out there and fly
0: you've been flying since the 70s you said right
6: yeah yeah that's uh, I forgot dang man back in the 70s and my my attention span is so short that I have to and that's the other thing is I really do fly like I'm new every time because I make newbie mistakes all the time and I'm trying to go over my my list and I think it's a good view that it doesn't matter how many years you've been flying it's really uh, new every single time you got to fly the wind that you get you got to fly the equipment that you're on the conditions so I try to <laughs> I try to forget everything and that comes naturally uh, yeah, you've flown ultralights you've flown
0: yeah uh hang gliders pg ppg you like you said earlier you even were able to fly some uh ga with your friends you know in the in the co-pilot so um do you do any more hang gliding or is that just something in the past no
6: i've stayed away the hang gliding was way back in the 70s i probably you will see me do it in my video coming up Uh point of the mountain has got so part of the utah hang gliding paragliding association so um I definitely would not uh, jump on a hang glider without taking some more training. It's been so so long, um, but I love flying. Uh, you know the different types of ways to get up. So you'll see some of my videos. I will jump on an ultralight, uh, meaning a kit plane, and and fly a, a kit plane or a or, or a weight shift. Um, those are those are coming up right now, but mainly uh paragliding and paramotor right now what other ultralights have you flown in the past oh the tr- uh homemade ultralights yeah recently uh, nothing uh, you know when i go out to arizona flying circus everybody will have their uh, and and it is a draw and it may be and i may switch in a few months you may see me on a uh a Revo or a Revo or you may see me on a, a Quicksilver, you know, homemade kind of thing. I kind of uh, have have a draw to fly different ways, but uh, I haven't flown Ultralight in a long time. It's been a long, long time.
0: Um, JP or Brian or, or, or uh, Never Trust Skinny Chef Shane, have you all been watching the chat? Is anybody asking any questions and who wants to oh. say hi? Who, who's we'll in the chat? Quick
2: Quick shout out to uh, Bill H., um, Dwayne Crow, uh, Yordanks, Yordankies, Garcia. Your uh, Damkeys. Yeah. Ben
5: from, from uh, Paramotor uh, uh, NC, North Carolina. Yep. Ben, what's up, Ben? Charlie Walsh. Hey.
2: Hank Lynch. Hi,
3: Parapete Chat. Wine Flamingo.
1: Thank you for
5: mm-hmm. joining mm-hmm. us uh questions i haven't seen uh oh scary berry groupie is in the oh, house
0: all right the groupie
5: yeah oh. I, I
0: know and we we definitely need to have a uh, scary berry back on again so we can do the S-I-Z. oh he
2: was he was a great guest i really enjoyed i could listen to him talk all freaking night man He he's
0: a great guy that- He's going to be doing an SIV course, uh, hopefully in the first of the year coming up, which okay. means that we can, all the people that have done SIVs can get together and talk about SIV. So anybody that's done an SIV, get up with me at ppggrampa at gmail.com. Let me know you've done a, uh, an SIV and you want to jump on the show next year, which is going to be oh, in a, what, a couple cool. of weeks.
3: Sean. Yeah. What's that. Let's do that. Let's do that.
5: Hey Sean, I, I'm gonna try to get back with a scary, or yeah, with Scary Barry, and go back and do a third day with with them when he goes. That's awesome. As
4: soon exactly. as I get my new wing, I'm gonna schedule go down there with Andrew as well. Do my Dude, first make, one.
5: It will make you a better pilot. Oh my goodness. And
0: since we're talking about that, let's go ahead and do a quick shout out. Shout out to Andrew Fuller, Leah Cattulo. And Jonathan Carr over at Skylab Check them out if you are interested in doing an SIV course. Absolutely amazing. Uh, since we're doing shout outs, another shout out to ParaswagUSA.com uh, and Parachick Pies. That's Mark and Amy George. They helped us out on a previous um, episode with getting donations to resurgence ppg so we appreciate you and also to brooke sheffield from Smokymeds.com. when i was getting all sick and stuff he sent me some of his uh his his products yeah yeah and it really helped me out i'm very very happy uh shout out to britain shaw that's helping me get my ppg three uh vortex arrow for sending me a new muffler and also De Viterazzi because they make the best motors i think that i have, have ever flown well since i've only flown that okay their are my 19 uh muffler didn't work out very well i think it's still in a warranty we're still looking at that but good for that hey check this out we were also doing let me make sure i got this up you're right we are also letting people if you are if you have a commercial if you have a 20 second commercial and you are doing something for PPG, then what we're doing is we're letting you do your 20 second commercial here on the podcast. So this is Paralife PPG. He's donated some shirts and we spun the wheel. So if you're interested in in donating some shirts and putting up a little uh, um, 20 second commercial, we're gonna show that here. So here's our 20 second
5: commercial. there he is. Hey
2: there, this is Mark McRoy with Paralife PPG. Come visit us on our YouTube channel, Paralife PPG, or on our website at ParalifePPG.com to see our selection of t-shirts, cups, and decals. Fly safe and God bless.
0: And we also had some other people that were jumping on here. We, uh, Mark and uh, Amy George, I didn't get a commercial from them, so hopefully next time that we do this they'll have a commercial which would be really cool we also had uh, John Hudson that came on that gave away a bunch of t-shirts also from uh, True North Paramotors here's his clip real quick let's
5: get he's back here here he is hey it's John at True North Paramotors also our website which will be launched later this month is AmericanMadeParamotors.com.
0: I think that I didn't get from the very beginning I
5: apologize that's my bad let's try it again Hey, it's John Hudson with True North Paramotors. We manufacture fully customizable, lightweight, cutting edge paramotors made in aluminum and also titanium. We're also the area's dealer for gravity and their line of paramotors, paragliders, and reserve chutes. Check us out on Facebook at True North Paramotors. Also our website, which will be launched later this month, is AmericanMadeParamotors.com. Awesome, so if
0: you have a business, are you an instructor? Do you have anything going on with PPG? Let me know at ppggrandpa uh, at gmail.com and uh, send me a 20-minute commercial. So on with the show. A 20-minute a
5: 20 minute commercial? 20, did I say 20,
0: yeah, 20 minutes? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, i tell you what. Just go ahead and do a 20-minute commercial. We yes, might turn it down good, to about so 20 good. seconds.
5: <laughs> hey, I, have so. a question. I have a question in the chat for yes. uh, JT. Um yeah. Bill H uh, has a question for JT. He says, "Can or have you trained anyone
6: to fly anything?"
5: <laughs> I,
6: I will. I'll. I. I take the fifth on that because I'm not. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> like that. <laughs> no. I really try not to give my advice uh, on flying to people. I uh, people will come up to me all the time and say, "You know, what do you think about this?" and and it's. Uh, you know i i uh, i love flying i'm not an instructor no i i'm not gonna and uh bless your heart if you are an instructor i know kevin is there you guys are changing lives but there is that responsibility too i i i'd like to be responsible for myself and uh and uh, that's what i've done but um I wanted to show you a uh, crash. These crash videos get all the all the clicks. Shall I move into
0: that? Absolutely. That's actually what I was going to ask you next. Um, you, uh, in your many many years of flying, you've had some bumps and scrapes. You fell down, and uh, but but nothing major. Now you did yeah. a, a
6: crash that well, was over at EFD. This. You're well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to one that's a little bit different. Kevin is on, and I think this is a good little learning lesson that that I had learned. It's a it's a fun little story. Um, so I go to lots of different fly ins, and fly ins are great for uh, getting crash footage kind of thing. This was a local little, just kind of a you know a few guys uh, making their own fly in. It was at a private airport called uh, Cedar Valley airport, which is a powered parachute of, uh, uh, guys, um, the manager of the airport, uh, teaches powered parachute, which is, you know, kind of like a sister to our powered paramotor kind of thing. And so I had, uh, set up my wing and, uh, cause generally that's the flow of it is I'll get my wing set up, then I'll go bra- grab my paramotor it's warmed up a little bit. And then I walk over and I, I hook in. By the time I had placed out my wing out, uh, the manager uh, came and put some caution tape down and he put it right next to my wing. Actually, did he put it in, he put it uh, right, um, right in front of my wing. And, uh, and so because I'd had my risers really close to my wing, I thought, well, I'm just going to go hook in and fly over the top of this tape. And you will see that the wing tip itself snags on the tape. So it was a nice lesson. And the video is horrible because it was a friend of mine had his little cell phone on. And, and I said, yeah, give me that footage and I'll show. But it's really interesting that it it, it can be anything that is kind of in your proximity. If you're looking around, you wanna think of trees or poles or even things on the ground that are approximate to it. Let me see, I've got this going. Why would he put that tape down next to your wing? He was to- separating that if you are a pilot, you're on the, the, where the machines are, you're landing, you're taking off on this side. So it was for the audience or the oh. guest coming, he didn't want them to cross this yellow tape line if you're just with your family and okay. watch, you're going to stay on this side of that tape. Um, and I learned a lesson too, that i uh, it surprised me that this thing. And so, yeah, I, bro- I had just bought this wood prop oh. and this was my second flight on this wood prop. I thought, yeah, wood prop, I'll use this in case I crash. And that way it's less expensive than my carbon at a fly in. And there's lots of rocks that get kicked up on this airport and it was dinging up my carbon prop. So I went to wood prop and you can look at, uh, you can look at what happened there. It's crazy. Uh, so let's see, share screen. Let's see, I got to click that button, It's good. Share screen and I sit share. So this is me talking about it and I will go ahead and push play for a second or so and talk about it. Your
5: hair looks good. That's that wing? Huh?
6: And the footage I've got of the prop break is from uh, Carlos and he sent that to me on the phone. So, so There's like the tape pretty there. And pretty low but that goes along with the uh, huh. major, Are you uh, able to play it again?
2: Take it back? Sure. There it is. Oh.
6: Isn't that crazy? Wow. Wow, Jerry. Who would Who would think that that uh, cheap little tape is going to cost me three hundred bucks uh, in a new Oh hat? no! So yeah, it snagged. I don't know if you could see it very well. That's uh, a kind of a, a a grainy thing. But just um, uh, just that dragging motion of that wing across the tape snagged that tape. I had throttled up, and uh, it loaded me up and took me down. Yeah. Terrible. And that's that's close to this one. This one caught me. Uh, a lot of my, actually, crashes are just kind of uh, stumbles where you're, you lose your feet and you trip kind of thing. Um, I had one in St. George where I had put in probably 10 liters of gas and so it's heavier and the guys were running Mm. uphill and there was all kinds of rocks and stuff to to try to avoid. I took a big hit on that one but I'm going to show you the EF. I think folks have seen this one. This was my this was endless foot drag and um, you may have seen this one. It's got pretty good clicks. There's my second angle. So this is another another problem that I hadn't seen before. And this was a hook on my uh, riser. The Actually, riser got hooked on the end of my line. That's what I think. Or I mistakenly hooked in with a twist on that riser. And uh, let me share that and, and show you that one. This so one, while we're
7: on the topic, I just want to bring it up. I use the same probably can hear crinkle the same plastic uh, caution tape as windsock material yeah and if you notice it's not that tough to tear in a short section but if you grab long sections
1: mm-hmm.
7: it becomes ultra tensile and as, as you can see it turns into a ribbon that ribbon will basically cravat you and turn you right into the ground. I've seen three flight guys land into that ribbon and it does the same thing as it grabs a harness or whatever. That stuff is ultra undesirable. Yeah. That <laughs> it doesn't good. ever appear like it would be. I just That's wanted to point that out while we were talking about
6: it. Yeah, Kevin, that you just give cause you would think, cause I pulled those apart. That's how you tear it is you just say, okay, this is longer. And you're like, this is not very strong. But you don't think of it, yeah, if you're pulling and that thing would have been, you know, hundreds of feet long, right. so it's not going to break easy, it's but pretty in my stretchy. mind, yeah, in your mind, you think, oh, I'll just blow right through this if it snags, it's it's yeah. just tape, but no, that's, that's tough uh, vinyl, isn't it?
0: And for those of you that do not know, Kevin Can Fly from KevinCanFly.com. He is also an instructor. So if you have any questions about flying, make sure you get up with him at KevinCanFly.com.
7: And I'm fashionably late. I apologize about that. <laughs> what happens to your motor quits? You just fall out of the sky? <laughs> Vertical, like really fast or straight down. It's not the fall that's scary at all. It's it's when you land, you just got to tuck and roll really, really fast. That sounds
0: really scary. You're up to 215 subscribers, so
7: we're getting up there.
0: We're we're hoping that a couple people from here will go to kevincanfly.com, and
7: actually, just so you guys know, I paid 200 bots to make myself look good. So that's only 15.
1: Ah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, JT, you were going to show your EFD mishap.
6: Share this uh, another crash. And, uh, so yeah, just remember I put in lots of hours and so I'm not crashing a lot, but I do like to share the crashes because they're, they're learning lessons. So I didn't, didn't make that big there, did I? Uh, so this is endless foot drag and it is a reverse launch. Uh, uh, I use, as I was telling Sean, I grew up surfing and, and you get big waves, you get your timing, right. You get your body right. And you feel it. And, and so I use feel a lot. I do look left and look right and so forth. But if it feels like I've got uh, some tension on that side, I'm going to pull the trigger and go. And, and uh, that one came back to bite me on this one. I'll pause it for a second there. So. Uh, it felt like it's flying. The left side got my attention because my throttle hand uh, was, the, was hung up. Uh, for some reason, it wasn't throttling off. So I'm looking. I, I adjust to the right. and uh, But then you'll see, notice, this riser is up higher than that left side already. And I think it was hooked right here. And you'll start seeing uh, the wings start to deform on that right side. And, um, so I looked left and then I throttle up and it yanks me.
5: Ooh.
0: Ow. And and then, I remember seeing this video. I think there's a big discussion, uh, discussion about it too. Yeah. On, on what happened. So what do you think
6: happened? I think it was, uh, I don't know for sure whether I had, uh, looped in to that, um, to that riser with a, with a, uh through the wrong, through the wrong way, but I don't, I don't think so. In my mind, it felt like I had hooked it up correctly when I was spinning around. I think the end of it um, got connected on that corner. And, and, uh, and so it, you, you know, once you start loading up something with a lot of tension, it's going to hold. So it was just holding that, Wrap or tension in that corner, and um, I should have looked back right. Uh, I looked right, but I was walking right, thinking it was just the wind. I thought I was catching a a, a crosswind launch, and maybe I wasn't running the right direction. So I tried to go to the right, but um, so yeah, I think it was a it was a a tension grab on that right side that pulled that right side higher when, when I spun around. I don't and, know you're not, you, and you're not and a
0: newbie either. You're, you've been flying for a long time. You put on at least 300 hours a year because you're flying every morning, every night and any available time. Yeah. So this doesn't happen a lot. So why do you think this, this time it actually happened? Um, uh, intermediate we, syndrome or we- what do you
7: think? Can we pause the video at the point where we see the wing deform just before he goes off to the right? Because if you sure. see that,
6: then hey, I think hey, you, you didn't get hurt head head on that one, did you? you? Oh, no, no, no. I bounced up. No no problem. At all. Only his pride. And yeah, that, it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got a guy videotaping. There were two or three is, guys videotaping. It wasn't my pride.
7: I was. Is that I the was a line machine you sold my student.
6: <laughs> i saw did you see that he had taken one similar to this didn't he yeah he took he said he was off the off. ground a lot more
7: he and... did an oscillating takeoff at the coast and he surged the power and he wound up doing pretty close to the same thing
6: yeah it wasn't yeah. there
7: i got the story second thing.
6: yeah he showed me the the break uh it had actually broken some of his uh okay his, so, so if, if, looking you at look, two, if you look
7: at if you look at the, the, the point where the riser comes down, it mm-hmm. looks like it hooked on the J-bar. It looks like the actual riser hooked around the front of the J-bar and is coming up from the front of the J-bar.
6: I know, that's, it's crazy. It never happened before. Um, and I think that what it, what it was is, um, the, the only thing that I could think- If you look right below your elbow, you
7: can see the carabiner. It looks like it's parallel the ground. So it looks like it's going outwards and then upwards. Yeah. It, and the way that the wing is deformed, arm like and your arm looks like it's in front of the riser somehow. I don't understand that. It's just a yeah. I wish we could zoom no, in. No, my
6: arm is yeah, my arm is over to the the side. I showed this actually to Eric Farewell uh, when it happened, and he he was thinking that it was um, uh, that it was just. Uh, my technique when I was taking off, I got a, a frontal collapse here. He thought that I had just had like an iron cross position and wasn't really feeling the, the wings. But if you look back, I, um, I was clicked, feeling, Click the to,
7: speed, click the speed button and play it at about 25%.
6: Oh, you have to show me how to do that. Let me go to the first one again. And so I can, I can play it at different speeds.
7: Yeah, if you click the gear icon, you can set the speed for the video. Oh, I did
6: not know that. That is cool. Who told me that? Is that JP or is that Kevin? Kevin. That's Kevin. Cool. All right. so That's our
5: other IT guy.
6: Yeah, I'm looking (laughs) for a... a (laughs) I I don't see the settings. It's
5: it's right under the red
4: HD. Go left two. There you go.
6: Uh, Right one. CC HD. Oh, I see settings there. Okay.
4: There's a gear under it, yeah.
6: All right, autoplay annotation, playback normal. And so we want it at 25%? Yeah. OK, so that's at 25%. You guys are too smart. I'm just a, an old guy. This is the first angle. You'll look and see. I wonder if I can pause it. So yeah. definitely
7: on the side of the riser.
6: Yeah, it looks like that riser is hooked around that J bar up high here.
7: Yep, it's right that, on the front of it.
6: Yeah. Let me see the spin around let's see the the spin around and it just didn't feel right you said though right no it didn't well it it felt like it was flying fine it was flying fine here once i turned i started feeling it turn right so i adjusted right not realizing you, see- you
0: yeah you just dropped something
6: that was my GoPro being knocked off. This thing was a mess from <laughs> so my GoPro. I had put it in a new position. That was brand new. Oh, I, I
0: wonder was, if it snagged your GoPro
6: and it was, and it was hanging up on your GoPro um, mount. It may have, the GoPro may have pushed it away somehow because I, where was the uh, GoPro? Managed? The GoPro was on a clip on the first riser. And uh, let's analyze this. Is it going to go? There it goes. So my GoPro is just here on the front on that left side. So you clipped your GoPro onto the riser itself? No, I think it was on my chest. See, you can see the GoPro right there. Okay. And it was on my chest strap. When I flipped around, it popped off. So it may have gotten hung up and pulled that in a little tight see it may have that may have been the reason or it just hung up or i could have you know locked in with it wrong the days that we wish that we had a
0: 360 camera
6: yeah helmet right yeah so yeah i adjusted to the right uh got my hand up to try to let it fly but i'm always constantly feeling for where is the feel so i pulled it down eric farewell thought i had uh my my arms too low but that's where my feel was that's where the feel was on the tension i'm like okay i can feel it i can feel it feels like it's flying so i gave it gas
7: yeah stop right go back oh yeah oh my goodness yeah
0: yeah the difference on your risers are like yeah back
7: just like two seconds you can see it very clearly so Further back, or is that good? No, no, right there. So let it play. Let it go. Let it go. And pause. So you can let it go one more frame. Go play and then pause. One more time.
5: Right there.
7: You can 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 see see it it. it. right there. It goes right in front of your, your elbow pit and then goes up. So, something on that right hand side was hooking your riser.
6: Yeah. And look, look at how low that right riser yeah. is. Yeah. It looks like there's 12
7: inches of difference in height there.
6: Yeah. Yeah, there is. You can see that other riser is way high and this one's way low. And, but oh. I didn't have the awareness uh, right at that time to, uh, With what I should have done is kept walking and taxi did out kind of thing. But, uh, you know, you get seduced. And you're like, I'm flying, you know, and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, uh, a few more steps right here would have taken. Oh, right there. You can yeah, definitely look, see yeah, look
0: at Yeah, look at that. That's Yeah, I needed
6: little, to look back to the right difference. again. And, and that was a learning lesson because it had never happened before. Never have I, you know, had that one riser. And so, in my mind, what I'm calculating is, oh, it's just wind was coming from that side because it was starting to get a little bit gusty and um, or, or or switchy in in the wind kind of thing. And so, you yeah, know, that knocked. I was
7: able to grab my screen and pinch and zoom in, and you can see the riser goes right to the front of the, the, the swing arm and then goes straight up. So it was hooked on your swing arm somehow.
6: Yeah. All right. Good so Kevin. I'm bored of of showing the. <laughs> you guys can go Wait, pull
7: mine. You can I you I can watch mine if you want. We got more
4: crash videos. There's a hay bale video out there somewhere.
7: Uh, <laughs> i oh, heard of that wow. one? <laughs> I heard yeah. of I've got I've got one out there. I I, yeah. I post them too. I'm not afraid to show that. You know, every now and then I stuff my face on the
6: ground. Really yeah. Good. No. I I I uh, I think it's all good learning lessons. You gotta you gotta show folks. Uh, the good, the so, bad, and the ugly, huh?
0: Right, and, and you know, you did say, for all the new people that are going to start flying, and the people that are flying right now, you said that the best thing that you could have done was it felt kind of weird, so you should have kept on taxiing and checked your wingtips as you're taxing, correct? Yeah.
6: Yep, and, and make a, make another little uh, check note, checklist of uh, I, I don't I don't have this uh, ready to go yet. You know what I mean. You've got to. But it, it's it's some when you get used to, and you kind of can get complacent. Obviously, when you feel confident, I know how to do this, and and that really can kind of smack you a little bit. as is you you say I've got this, and uh, you haven't. You know. Yeah, you not haven't, you, haven't, you, you need to learn some lessons. Sometimes life's gonna gonna teach you a lesson.
7: Uh, I have a I have a particular phrase I like to use for that and I call it danger commitment. Because you have to just commit to the danger at some point or you'll never fly or you'll never jump or you'll whatever the skill whether it's grinding a, a rail on a skateboard or, or taking flight on a paramotor, you have to hit that point of commitment and I I call it danger commitment because if you don't commit 100%, which I mean you did in that takeoff and it reflected that if the wing had been straight, you'd have been smiling and having a golden day. It was that one in 100,000 times when the wing gets hooked up something funky and you wind up taking the bigger. And it wasn't because you didn't go full commit. And that's kind of the point that I was making out of this. Some guys will crash in that scenario because they will get on the throttle, then get off the throttle, they'll start oscillating, they'll get so far out of control that by the time they actually commit, it's way too far gone. So that, that danger commitment point is, a, is a, a real thing to contest with for some of us because some of us fight it real hard and some of us blindly run into it and think about the consequences after the fact. So I always say being a good pilot is making good decisions. Whether you can do barrel rolls or whether you can foot drag, if you're making solid decisions, then you're being a good
6: yeah, very good. Well, let's see. So let me show you some. Let me show you some beautiful uh, Utah flying. So we want to. Oh, I gotta get off of that. Uh, is there
7: anything? Is there anything beautiful in
6: Utah?
7: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That place is
6: awesome.
0: And JT, um, when you when you share, uh, make sure you uncheck that box that um, allows the sound. That way you can narrate instead of hearing the sound in the background.
6: Okay um let me let me set this preview up so this is flying under the corona arch um and again no i love utah i call it flying paradise but i love flying everywhere so california i i'm gonna have to come up to oregon i've been to northern california but i haven't gone up to oregon or washington but uh you just have to look at any of the the flying videos that uh, kevin's got or or other folks have and you just go I'll, i want to fly there so even alabama uh, or, so, or arkansas uh,
4: that's that's how I, feel about where you live. I see your videos
6: YouTube, <laughs> i've got to go visit
7: jt <laughs> so i'll go ahead and extend the invitation now to anybody who's listening and wants to come and join yeah cinco de mayo is going to be cinco de flyo on the oregon coast we're having a fly-in so anyone nice. that wants to come is welcome what well, part of the Oregon if, coast? Uh, Central Oregon, like right, well, kind of northern part. It's it's going to be at a a, a place uh, called Sand Lake. It's a it's a flying site that's just south of a few of our free flight sites. So if you brought your free flight gear and your motor here, depending on conditions, you could possibly be able to do both in the same day.
6: Wow. Hey, hey, well, he's getting this in there early. I'm going to put that on the calendar. Cinco de Flyo in Oregon. That sounds like a, a great place to fly. And Enjoy. if you ever yeah. want to
7: come out, if you ever want to come out anytime in between just for the sake of having a good time, I've got a location inland and I've got a location on the coast. So we pretty much can have fun at whatever kind of dynamic of flying you want.
0: Wait, you you super- may post a video on your Camden can fly and let us know where all these places are.
7: Oh yeah. no, they're, they're 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 private and secret and you can only
2: come <laughs> out. Hidden, hidden Glad- invite only. Glad you right.
0: shared it here privately. All right.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll no, keep it we, between us here. All
0: right. Definitely we all know didn't that. Go anywhere else other than this.
6: It flyers. The community out there is just uh, uh, unlike any other. Kind what of, a, what a, yeah.
2: You just said it right there. The community. Well, I know, I know that uh,
7: you've spent time with a lot of my friends, JT. I know that you've yeah. flown with Harrison and Heather at Point of the Mountain. Yeah. I know that you've. I know that you've hung out with a lot of people. I rub elbows with, so it would be like coming home for you to come hang out with us over here, just the same, buddy.
6: Cool. Yeah, And that, that's the way it is uh, uh, for me. Any of you guys coming through Utah, let me know when you're here, and yeah. and I will fly with you because uh, I I love getting out, and uh, you know, flyers are family. We got a, one big giant family out there, and it just keeps growing, and and. Uh, go enjoy everything
5: hey guys I have a question from the chat from uh scaryberries groupie she wants to know from Jt um ever flown Tory Pines and if he has why isn't the location ever depicted as uh, being flown under power
6: <laughs> I never have fla- flown flown uh, Tory Pines so okay. um yeah, they they it it is high uh, uh, expensive real estate over that way. They're gonna they're gonna manage that property, and uh, so and and we find that way in a lot of. I'm not gonna you know I love paragliders. Uh, the community so, I will get a lot of for, whenever I show some paramotor videos. It seems like there are some paragliders that are only paraglider exclusive they don't want anything that has you know any noise on it and and they don't want our our paramotoring um but i'm one of those guys that that, uh, i like flying paragliding and paramotor and so i i'm not gonna have to choose a team um i i'm gonna fly with anything yeah
7: i do have the technical answer for tory pines though So the technical answer for Torrey Pines is it sits right inside the San Diego Class Charlie airspace and there is a cutout, specific cutout for Torrey Pines glider port that is for the paragliders. The beach is Black's beach, it's a nudes beach, but California has an ordinance you're not allowed to fly off the beach so you cannot motor on the beach, there's no private land to take off of nearby, it's a golf course to the north and a city to the south and there's a cutout for free flight. So that's the specific answer to why no motor. In toy
3: Robert flies Tory and um, he uh, flies Blossom too. So he loves them both. You know, you see his videos.
2: L
7: cap. How far away from Point of the Mountain yeah. do you live, JC?
3: Yeah.
6: I'm 45 minutes away. That's with traffic. So uh i am i'm trying to think in miles i am uh, it's about 20 miles away not far it's just the rush hour of traffic so i've got mountains right behind me that i'll fly the v and francis peak but um yeah i love going down to paramo uh point of the mountain north side south side and i'll be up there probably this uh, this coming week sometime we've got a snowstorm coming right now so it's keeping us off uh the hill but we
3: in Arizona, JT, have have you not, have you flown through Sedona yet? Done any flying there?
6: No, just oh, done the uh, just done the flying circus uh, there with Motown.
3: Yeah, you got to try that though.
6: Oh, I love Arizona weather. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, I mean the the Red Rocks flying. You know, I have seen, seen a bunch of guys fly out there. You know, flying around there this year. It's pretty cool. So.
6: Yeah, and we love watching the Robert Michaels videos of, uh, you know, we've seen him flying Tori and uh, flying the El Cap, and uh, that, that's fun, love and watching those videos too.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'll be excited when Robert gets, uh, you know, gets that motor. So, you know, he likes paragliding, but now he wants to try that the paramoting. so we'll see all right so this
6: is uh, moab i'll just show you and then i'll stop talking for a while let you guys this is uh flying the corona arch obviously the gauntlet is thrown by tucker Gott, uh flying under the corona arch and you go i ah, don't fly like tucker kind of thing and uh, i didn't notice if i had uh can you guys hear me talk over or is the audio i'll just let great. it play
0: Now, when you were going underneath of this, did it look like there was plenty of room, or did it kind of freak you out a wee bit?
6: Yeah, it's a uh, hundred and four feet high. Um, when I was going for it, it it felt um, very easy. It was all about no wind, so there was really no. You get all kinds of gusts and and uh, you know uh venturi and everything you can think of down these canyons and I, it's all just timing the timing was right was feeling it i was actually not gonna go under it i was just gonna uh go see but um i just said oh it feels right let's go for it and so then i went through it okay. shoot the arch the one through it so well, carlos that's looking smaller and smaller huh <laughs> So anyway, that's uh, going under the arch. It uh, it looks big and small at the same time. You you walk under it and go, oh, I got plenty of room. When you're flying it, you go, this is pretty hard stuff. If I smack into it, uh, uh, it's gonna leave a mark. So um, you uh, you in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't want to miss this. So you just kind of go with. There's plenty of abort. Uh, opportunities you just kind of get closer and closer and you're like okay now I can't abort now I'm going through and uh, and then you just fly it and you're like oh it's it's it seems easy when you do it but your mind will play games with you as you're (laughs) coming around these these mountains there's all kinds of um, you know and, and you 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 fly your you know you fly your level kind of thing and uh i know guys that would have said no that wind was not right on that and and so you gotta you gotta fly your wing and fly your wind now
0: i haven't flown out there before but it looks like the rocks are kind of unforgiving as far as trying to find a good lz or an out in your opinion i mean how many outs are out there i mean it looks like sorry kind of dangerous
6: out there um yeah, you're always looking around. So uh, you guys know that we're spotting what ifs. Uh, I lose my motor. And and um, just the other night, I lost an engine out uh, over Lake Point. And in your mind, you're like, uh, I'd, I've i got gas. What is going on kind of thing? But uh, you, you already, whenever you're flying, and you guys know, you're always looking... What if I go out, where am I gonna come down? There's plenty of those opportunities. Um, and, and I like to fly uh, above the treetops. I will get up high and spot out areas before I get down low and, and go shooting and dragging and, and do things down there. Um, so there's plenty of, there's plenty of, uh, it all depends on the location in this in this environment, um, it would it, it would be a hard engine out because there's not a lot of flat, you know, landing. There's these molten rocks and changing, and so you've got to figure out how to spot land your your uh, your engine outs kind of thing, and and you're looking for spots that are you know twenty yards by twenty yards kind of thing. Um, so no, yeah, you're in deep. If you're trying to go under the Corona Arch, it is uh, up a canyon, and it's got cliffs on both sides. And up on top, there's kind of bubbly mountain top. It, it's really no good, no good landing. But you can you can spot land if your engine out. Um, uh, but if you are if you're looking for a flat place, it's uh, it's. It's kind of, you're going you're gonna to be five minutes away from that.
0: How many, how many states have you flown in? And what is the best area to fly in that you've flown so far that you think?
6: Um, the, uh, I don't have any favorite, again. So, the, you know, the last place I'm flying, I've loved flying Jackson Hole. That was amazing. I flew the, both types of flying, the paragliding and the paramotor um love flying moab i think moab is way up there on my list because of it's such a kind of a <laughs> just a, an interesting location that has got you know, you're flying in a different world kind of thing there right
5: uh Keith, uh, there's yeah. a there's a question in the chat from uh eric uh lear he wanted to know fly Mo- Moab. what how do you call it what do you say moab. Moab? is there a lot of rotor um uh, from the
6: formations yeah yeah there is and it comes up really easily so it only takes a little bit of wind to get a rotor coming off of these rocks and we we have um, last time we went out there there's a beautiful little campsite in blm land area and there's more uh, more flat area there but even there Um, you'll get up in the air and you'll feel rotor uh, from all of the surroundings so it doesn't take much doesn't take much wind before you're getting bumped and um, what what about being in the
5: valley I mean where you're at there going underneath the arch there Mm -hmm. is there I mean if you stay below the, the the top there is there any rotor inside of there or
6: yeah if you look at the the environment you just in my my screen behind me kind of thing uh rotors everywhere even even in the calm wind kind of thing if i get close to the cliff or if i get up on the top you're gonna get some bumps and so you you do and i think that's what with the paragliding is you are going to get a bump tolerance you kind of get used to being bounced around a bit, uh, uh, searching for thermals and, and that kind of thing. So um, you will get dead calm times here in Moab too where there is no wind. And that's what I probably hit. I probably hit a, a, a period to go through that arch when there was no wind. And so I didn't feel, for, uh, it felt very comfortable for me to, to go and test although up on the top of these cliffs you can look over my bald head it's just like <laughs> just like my bald head in moab the wind kind of comes up and rotors on around here up on these little hills there's it's not flat it is it is a whole bunch of chrome domes up there these molten rocks and uh, so yeah there, there's rotor
0: have you taken any wing tip collapses or anything like that and do you fly with a the- reserve
6: yeah i i fly with the reserve and um you'd take more wingtip collapses on your paraglider and i think that's just because the conditions that you're in my paramotor (coughs) i've only had a couple little teeny minor wingtip collapses on my paramotor and they pop out before you can even uh, think about doing anything so uh, and that most of those have been catching somebody's wake you know what i mean somebody will cut right in front of you and all of a sudden you're 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 getting bounced around by there and uh, sometimes you you some guys are are more into the motocross kind of environment and they they forget that they're spitting a lot of wake off of their uh off their wings so yeah i've taken the little collapses here and there but nothing um well, my paraglider is where you start thinking you're going to die, and um, and you get angry at the wind, and and uh, and um, that's just the the nature of it. Until uh, you know, if it's not not safe, you got to come down quick. And that's why we take those SIVs on on how to get down and take care of those wing collapses. So, and that's yeah
7: it's hard to remind yourself to stay calm when you're at 10 or 12,000 feet getting banged around. Like that. There's no calling quits and just going for the ground.
6: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Well, and I think you guys had somebody on, uh, on your podcast was talking about well, what happens is once the adrenaline kicks in, you kind of get tunnel vision and peripheral stuff go away and you may think slower, you may react slower, and if you haven't been able to be calm in those situations, um, uh, I think it was maybe Brian that, that talked about it, or somebody, that um, uh, they weren't expecting to be reacting so slowly, um, because it was you, you get kind of stunned into, this can't be happening to me, or what's going on to me? and. It's, I think a lot of it is that adrenaline just kicks in and uh, you're not, you don't become aware of, uh, you know, certain situations. So the more you get used to the bumps, the more you get used to thinking, here are my steps. If I get a collapse, I got to steer it first and clear it and, and do all of your steps before you start uh, yanking on things. Absolutely. Um,
0: so, you said that you have some adventures also, like Iceland and stuff. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about your adventures?
6: Yeah, I was, uh, and we'll see if we can get uh, the whole uh, Iceland in or not with the COVID. So, yeah, I was planning to go to uh, Iceland and Italy and do some foreign travels. That's still in the books. I love traveling. And, uh, but because of the COVID, we're focused on the US kind of, and so you'll probably see, you know, I've flown up in the Idaho. I've flown in uh, Jacksonville, Wyoming and flown in Arizona and California Northern. Um, uh, And so, yeah, we like to get out and we'll keep expanding that um, and figure out how to get to the, that beautiful beach, uh, Florida weather and and fly that. Um, I still haven't flown the beach I still haven't but I, either, want... man. I live an hour
5: and a half from one I still haven't flown one No excuse I live, I live um, five minutes from it Do it all the time Oh wait, okay. wrong conversation, my bad <laughs> And watch rocket launch like...
2: Be uh, prepared do... to get sand everywhere Yeah Negative not fun.
7: Negative well, I would, I would say that's true, but it depends on your kiting control. If you have decent mm. kiting control, your wing and your gear will be alright. If you have mm. poor kiting control, your leading edge works like a shovel and it fills nah. your wing with sand so fast that you wish you could figure out how to get out of the wind and get
0: it you out. You need to fly with your butthole open.
7: It, no, that, That's not leaky. We're talking. We're, we're talking we're talking the wing will scoop 15 pounds of sand into one wingtip. And when I mean wingtip, I'm talking five or eight how, panels.
0: How would and you do that anyway? I mean, how, I mean, I don't even understand how you could scoop that much
4: sand up.
7: By I mean, just putting the wing down and then letting it slide. It's the sliding motion across the sand. That, oh. That's so,
4: nothing, man. I know a guy that caught a fish with his wing. Ah!
7: <laughs> oh, I think, snap. I think he I think he netted it more than caught it. But... <laughs> But no, like when we teach students at the coast, we teach them um, to pull the wingtips out all the way. So a lot of guys, like in, in a grassy field, you can take a rosetted glider, walk the lines back, and then fluff the wing open and tease it open from the grass. And it will just right. kind of bounce open. That's, that's what if I do. do. So if you do that on the sand, as that leading edge bounces open, every panel that opens just takes a shovel load and a shovel load and a shovel load and a shovel load. And a shovel load. Until your wing weighs 15 pounds. So you huh. kite it up overhead, and there's basically nothing you can do as a pilot to keep it overhead. It will fall off on one or the other side, and you can step under and pull brake and you can fight it. And then you realize real quick I'm only losing a losing battle until I backfly my wing, flip it over, backfly it, shake all the sand that I can possibly get out of it then flip it back over hopefully you have the kiting skills to do this so that way it doesn't touch the sand again do you teach your
0: students how to do the 360
7: not initially when they come back after they've done probably four or five months worth of kiting i hold a kiting clinic every year for all my students at the coast and then when when they want to start working on more advanced maneuvers then i'm happy to work with them and show them how to do that stuff but it's not something that I teach straight away. No, it's it's what I consider an advanced technique to backfly the wing on the ground, and do how on the ground, stuff like that.
2: Gotcha. Hey, t- real yes. quick, where's where'd Brian go?
0: I don't know. Every time I go to this screen, somebody's gone. Oh, there we are. Okay. 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 All right. Ready to do this? I got to head out, out here in a
2: minute, but yeah, let's do this real quick. So, right. ready? Hey, fly a latte, Brian.
7: Wait, 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 wait.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I got I got Ready, the same I got I got the same thing on my back. Oh, I fly a lot today. All right, thumbnail, cheese. Look at never trust the skinny Chastain. Uh-huh. I'm posing. That's, that's my high school
5: picture right here. That's a pose. Peacocking. He's peacocking. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, it's been good chatting with you, JP. If you have to run off, uh, I do. Know.
2: I do. You understand. Um, I'm gonna shoot this. Thumbnail to you guys real quick and uh, head Thank out. Uh, pleasure uh, formally meeting you, JT. Um, okay. We'll have to catch a flight sometime. Not out west a whole lot, but if you're ever out east, um, we'll have to make it happen for sure.
7: Yeah, hey man, we'll Southwest, to... has, Southwest has COVID tickets cheap right now, buddy. Uh, that's yeah, what I hear. that's what I hear. Bring your girlfriend, and show her the countryside. <laughs> Kevin, I'm trying to
5: figure out where I got to stay when I, when I come out there to see you
7: i got a Kenmore box. It's right about your size. Sweet. Um, Extra I know, medium. Ba- I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to Portland at all lately, but we've got like ten cities that pop up on off-ramps. I'm sure we get you an Airbnb <laughs> one No problem. Hey, yeah. a, I don't know if you saw, but some of them have a garage even. You could get some valet parking when you show up. Oh, man.
5: I've never done paragliding before, but I'm I'm not opposed to not trying it, just so you know. You've done it
0: over at the SIV clinic.
7: That's, yes! that's not the same thing. We're over water. There's no thermals. Now that, that's, that's towing. So in order in order to free fly, especially an Oregon site, you, you really have to have a, a solid, real solid reverse kiting skill set because both of our launches are cliff launches at the coast. And there's no second chance of do over if you don't have everything together. When you go
5: Re- reverse launching, no problem. We do it all the time here in Florida.
7: Well, if you've got good reverse kiting skills, then you probably have no problem flying where we fly. Keeping the keep thermals and, and stuff, I know nothing about that. Oh, no. When we fly at the coast, it's all soaring. There's no thermals at the coast. So the wind comes off the ocean laminar. We've got a, a 500-foot cliff. And when I mean cliff, it's a vertical cliff. And when the wind hits it, it just runs straight up. So we've got anywhere between a thousand and seven thousand feet of vertical lift, depending on what the weather conditions are doing in the day. And And that's soaring. And how many people are usually
0: soaring there at at the same time?
7: Uh, that depends. I mean, there are days where I've had five hour flights and I've only had two other people in the air with me. And then there's been days where I was quite literally rubbing fabric with people on the same ridge so it's five us- hours no what do you what do you do man you get i mean you get a at some point. well yeah but i mean as far as flying in groups like jt probably be able to tell you they, they probably have something similar or the same at point of the mountain there's there's rules there's ridge rules so when your right wing tip is to the hillside you have command of the ridge when your left wing tip is to the hillside it's your obligation to fly out and give the oncoming pilot the right of way. So we we do have rules like rules of the road. So you're not running into each other and there's no confusion about who's gonna turn what way. Everyone understands that the guy who's on the hill can't go anywhere. He can't make a right because there's a hill there. And if he makes a left, he's running into you head on. So the only option that you have is to have the oncoming pilot turn out into open air. It seems really simple, but if you don't have a conversation with pilots and <clears throat> safety briefing before launching, and I'm sure JT will shake his head that he's seen it or been a part of it, guys forget the ridge rules, and then things get hectic really quick. And then when you land, some people have more of an attitude about it than others.
6: Well, and and yes, there's uh, actually been some serious uh, injury and fatality because of uh, not following the pattern. So you you have ridge rules. You'll fly with the ridge on the right, but Um, some especially around point of the mountain, uh, north side, south side, you're going to get people that are just learning, or they get uh, seduced by that air and they think me first and they're Mm -hmm. cutting in front and they're not they they think they're skilled enough, or they're um ignoring the rules on purpose or by accident and uh, they're turning the wrong way. And if you turn the wrong way, if somebody's stuck against that ridge they only have one way to turn and you have just cut off that way to turn then they go smacking into the the hill this is point of the mountain behind me on the on that's the north side see you later jp looks like he's running off
3: hi jp
7: see you later bro now we don't have our point of the mountain is still one of the flying sites i haven't been to yet that i'm dying Mm. to go fly out
6: yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bucket list kind of uh, environment. Uh, the uh, it's you know world famous. People come from from Europe to come fly it. And the south side, you know, you can you can drag the gravel there with your feet and and uh, learn how to do different types of maneuvers. Well,
7: point, right of, point of the mountain has something like what two hundred flyable days or something like that is
6: oh, what I was wow. told. Yeah, Utah actually, you know, is a a high uh, sunny day environment. So we get more than two hundred days of sun.
7: Wow, that's amazing.
6: So yeah, it's all the the weather and the wind that you uh, keep an eye on. But yeah, so you've been
4: flying since the seventies. Do you have any idea how many flights you have?
6: No, I, I do keep a logbook of my last couple of years kind of thing, but, um, yeah, it, it, back in the seventies, it was, you know, a very sparse kind of thing. I was hitting a few, uh, hours, not, not very much. So I still think I'm under a thousand hours. I'm probably getting close to a thousand. If I calculated, oh, I was going to show you one of my favorite flying was in, uh, the kit plane but um uh, yeah i don't having- I, I, I don't keep a logbook for anything uh, other than my paragliding and my paramotor flying right now because i'm, I'm not going to get a, a private license or uh, we'll see. I I I I get seduced sometimes on. I want this airplane or I want this ultralight or I'm going to make my own. I actually built myself an electric bike and I know friends are making electric paramotors and and I'm like, oh, maybe we we do something. So I I have a little bit of the squirrel syndrome of of uh, I'll go all of a sudden I'll cycle and and pretty. S- uh i may i may just be doing trike flying with uh with sean here pretty soon we'll be doing tandem and trike flying and you, know, you never know what we'll be flying who
0: knows i mean i'm getting my pbg3 and gonna be getting my instructors in tandem and hopefully opening up a, a school this next year with a couple other uh instructors so that'd be pretty cool and when I do get the tandem, I mean, I, I, I want to also be able to get a trike and do the triking stuff like everyone else is doing and doing the triking tandems. That so much sense. fun stuff to do out there. I mean, you know, when, when I first got into this, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to get into this. I'm just going to go up, you know, high about 2000 feet and fly and fly and just look around, man, I'm doing all sorts of stuff now. And now I can't wait to go to the next level it's amazing what I felt like a year or so ago to what I feel like now. I can't even imagine, you know, 10 years from now. I mean, you know, JT flying since the seventies flying ultralights and hang gliders and, and uh, PG and PPG three and flying, you know, um, you know, aircraft with his friends. I, I can't imagine
6: what his next step is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we, right now we just love the, the, uh, we love our paraglider wings. We love our paramotor wings, and, and uh, I, I've, so I've taken up powered parachutes, um, a, a been, fly, been a ride along kind of thing. And the fixed wings, sometimes I will start going, I want a, a fixed wing. The problem is is, um, when I start thinking about the speed, uh, I think there's a benefit of low and slow. And uh, your reaction time when you're doing 60 miles an hour, uh, when I was in my 20s or 30s, I actually had faster reflexes. I am going to turn 60 years old uh, next year. And so uh, I've got to realize, yeah, I think maybe it's these paraglider wings are, uh, are good. If you fly the power parachute, that you, we all know that those parachutes are not very efficient. You are going slow, but you've got you know, a ton of weight. I mean, they, they're flying these and they, they drop out of the sky actually a lot faster than us. So there is so much uh, benefit with our paragliding wings. Yes, we can take a collapse. So you gotta be really on your toes with the wind and the weather and, and uh, what you're flying into. Don't Don't get smacked out of the air. I want to um, get smacked. Do
0: we have any anybody asking any questions in the chat, real quick?
6: No, I
5: Go ahead. What's that? I was just gonna say I just looked up um, uh, Brian. our shit! <coughs> Shoot, um, Kevin, your airport is um, PDX. Is yeah. that the one? Yep. Uh, so we're looking. We're looking at a less than two hundred bucks for uh, seven yep. days.
7: That's what I was telling you, man. And you can put your motor on FedEx ground and have it shipped out for about two hundred bucks. Also,
5: you don't you don't have a motor somebody can borrow and a wing? Yeah.
7: Not at this point. Like like you guys have been informed, the top eighty has been moved down the road, and I only have the one motor now at this point.
5: Top eighty, that thing's not going to move me down the road. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you, dude. He's going to send you off a cliff without a motor. It, it
7: actually moved. It actually moved me off the road on an 18-meter wing. So I was I was impressed, though it did not have very much climb rate. But it was enough to have me fly. That thing was actually a lot of fun for me to thermal, because it was lightweight and it was what I call old reliable. It was like old trusty. You could shut it off, thermal around for half an hour, grab the starter beam, it would just fire right back up, and keep going. And it, yeah, it was the kind of motor that you could really easily just let go to idle and sit and feel if you were coring. And if you were coring, you could just shut it off. And if you weren't, you could just carry on to the next thermal and midday really easy. My Moster, it, I can fly it the same way, but it doesn't have the same feel. It, it just feels a little bit different.
6: Yeah. I'm a big fan of the, the top 80. I lo- loved flying a uh, top 80 and I know friends of mine, still have uh, top 80s here at our elevation and we've seen some fo- who was it somebody had a trike I think it was uh, Carson Rodenhouse's uh, I think he may have an atom 80 but it's still 80 cc's and mm-hmm. you can get people up in the tandem trike with that 80 cc it's incredible but yeah, it's uh, more, love-
7: more about the wing than it is about the motor or the conditions i should say so if you have the right favorable conditions you can get off the ground real easy
6: yeah but the mini plane is is a nice little engine but the uh the
7: atom sadly killed it
6: (laughs) yeah yeah that that's well and we like to see competition we want to see you know i think it's fun to to uh to see where it's going to go with, uh, you know, the American made, uh, paramotors and, and, uh...
7: So I, 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 have to ask with, with all of your years of experience, <laughs> what is your favorite means of floating around the sky? Do you prefer paragliding? Do you prefer paramotoring? Do you prefer an ultralight or a hang glider? If you could wake up tomorrow and have the best greatest thing in, in Christmas tree, what would it be?
6: Yeah. Uh, I think the paramotor edges it out just barely. I love paragliding, flying, but if it came to twisting my arm to choose just one, you have more versatility and options to fly with the paramotor, and um, sure. and so I love I love flying that paramotor. And you, you're and we're all in the same boat too. You get those experiences, and I'm one of those guys that um, I have those magical experiences where I get tears in my eyes. I'm flying up there, being at one with everything, just can't imagine, uh, you know, um, the dream of flying. Uh, When I was a little kid, I used to have dreams of flapping my arms and flying. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so just feeling that experience. And I'm up there talking to ancestors and, feeling like uh you know you're one with the world and it's just there's nothing like it and you can cut your engine off and and just float if you want you know so it always
7: makes me feel like i'm a marvel character it's like the wing (laughs) is my cape the wing is my cape and my superpower is flying
6: yeah
0: yeah mark h in the chat said which do you do more foot or wheel flight
6: (laughs) It's feet right now. I'm using my feet as long as I can. Uh, I'm trying to stay healthy and trying to, you know, we know the knees are going to go bad one of these days uh, Mm -hmm. and wheels, but I've been, I've been pushing off the whole wheel concept. Uh, We'll we'll fly those wheels, but um, I, I like to use uh, like to use the body and, and it, it, it's a different, it's a different uh, experience when it's just you and, and as, little, uh, as little around you as you can and you're flying like a bird. You know? it's, it's that bird feeling.
0: And um, it is 8.30 now. We still got about 30 minutes if you are still able to, to chat. And after we're done chatting, we're going to jump in and uh, go on a, a after party and the after party, I am posting that in the chat right now. You guys can jump in any time that you want to. So I'm going to paste that there. That is just our after party. That is not this one that's currently recording. So you guys can jump in and chat with yourselves. As soon as we're done here, we're going to jump on that one. Do you guys see it in the chat? It'll work? Yeah. i it is. see it. All right. So um if you guys need to go or anything you know we can wrap this up but if you guys are still good we can still keep on going whatever you guys want to do
6: we don't have any we got people i'm good for chatting and and talking as long as you want we know you know is it just us or is there other people watching we, we...
3: It's,
0: it's it's just us right now i mean and the entire internet so you know be careful about watching.
7: The, be careful about this, you know. Yeah,
4: we, careful, we got people watching live. There's 25 in the chat right now. So
7: Weird, we wait just, a minute. We're I'm on right. the internet.
6: That, that means that I can minute. say
7: things that are factual that people <laughs> will believe. Yeah,
6: we're on the Everyone line. knows when,
7: everyone knows when you line. hear it on the internet, it has to be true. Mm-hmm. That's
0: right. Yep.
6: Exactly.
3: I you say, Yay for the chatters. Yay!
6: <laughs> Yay for the I chatters. Love my chatters. <laughs> one let's uh, see. I got another video I can show you. Don't you okay. love? So yes, you have to. You got to follow the FAA rules on when you're flying, but don't you love being near those clouds? And uh, when you get that magical moment where you are kicking, kicking a cloud, there, there's nothing like it. Uh, I'm, uh, the I'm, class.
7: I'm, the class G crack is my absolute favorite. If I fly inland, if I'm flying at the coast, there's other enjoyments. But if I'm inland, the class yeah. G clouds are probably some of the most spiritual things to fly around jt i have a question for you sure. what's the
5: highest, highest you've been on a paramotor and a pair in a paraglider and also
0: <laughs> and also um what how about your altitude <laughs> What? <Well, laughs>
6: well, i i never know what altitude i'm at kind of thing that's a, a mood question but um i uh I haven't gone over 13,000. It's stuck in my my mind that I I need oxygen and I don't want to get dizzy as I'm getting older kind of thing. Uh, Our altitude here is 4,000 feet where I live. We'll go up the hill behind me and launch at 6,000. I've gone and launched at 9,000 Francis Peak. And then this summer, I went and got the highest launch. I'm trying to think. We actually launched paragliding. Uh, I I may be lying here, because I can't remember. But I think it was 11,000 feet we launched off the mountain there. Um, Where was uh, that? That is Mount Edna, uh, just of uh, Monroe, Utah. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can look it up. Maybe they'll show what the peak is. It's the highest uh, transmitter in Utah. So there were some uh, um, antennas up there. It's so cool that you can uh, find these little crystals on the ground, and uh, I, uh, it's so beautiful up there. But um, You made a video yeah.
7: about that, right? I think I saw your video.
6: I think so. Well, I've got more uh, coming, so I'm going to do I, that fly-in. I haven't done the unofficial, I may have done a little teaser on that fly-in
7: that few, the video about the the train the tram that carried the guys up the hill oh, yeah that was that. a different
6: one that was far that's Farnsworth peak yeah but
7: that was really interesting i was stoked on watching that video it was like not only do we get paramotor but we get a little glimpse of some educational information involved like yeah. that was really really cool i like yeah.
6: that i need to do more of that give give folks some you know information and entertainment kind of thing um, Oh,
7: for sure cuz I, I don't mean that to, to downplay anybody who's making paramotor films but it, it seems like at this point if you become a paramotor pilot it means you have to stick a gopro on you at some point and yeah. then put it onto the internet and it's gotten to a point of being repetitive almost and the places and people who stand out are the ones yeah. like that video for instance where it gives you some content that's not just the same mundane look at me i could fly and that always, I mean, at least my personal opinion is that is the kind of stuff that grips me and keeps me involved. If I watch a Tucker video and it's just, hey, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A today. It's like, nah, moving on. I don't care if you could fly to Chick-fil-A or not. But when there's something that has some depth, then it really hooks me in. And that video of, of some of your series, that one specifically stood out to me.
6: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. And and it is kind of a discovery. We we like to discover things and uh, learn and you're like, oh, that one was, it was fascinating because I just look over and there's these towers on the mountain and I was just going, was there a ski resort at one time? What was this? And so I i had to, I had to work that out of my system on w- what's this all about? So I did a little bit of researching and found the, that at one time that was how they got guys up to the top to work on the antenna was a tram. And uh, yeah, that was fun uh, showing there. Thank you for that. that uh,
7: and then work. I, I got to jump off here in a second myself, but I have one other question. And this is it's one of those fun ones between me and you because we got to have a shared experience, but different yeah. one. How yes. much fun was it to hang out with Kyle?
6: <laughs> Kyle's incredible. He, he is a flyer and just a, uh, a good dude. Isn't he a good dude?
7: I mean, like hanging out with one of your best friends that just came along. I mean,
6: it was yeah. amazing. Now he has got such a, a, a good heart. I mean, just meet him. I'm like, hey, Kyle. And no, he's got no, uh, you know, attitude about, you know, and I'm sure that, that, that uh, I, I can annoy people and, and you can get annoyed by strangers and and other people, but he uh, he's just fun. That was so, and that was good to see him. Uh, fly with you too and and Uh, oh we
7: had so much fun it was such a good time hanging out I made it I made an epic mistake I I was invited to go with him up to hang out with Dimitri and Max and them oh yeah And, and I I decided I was gonna stay and clean up the beach house and head back to the family instead of going up there and then in hindsight after coming home it was like Oh,
6: you're an idiot. You yeah. it, it's funny so i was talking to sean about my wife is not a flyer she's got no desire to go up in the air with me she likes to stay on the ground but she looks for opportunities for me to get out and and fly and all that she's the one that spotted kyle and she's like oh kyle is coming to the point of mountain you got to get down there and i'm like ah, I, mean, I don't know if i've got time you start going and uh and you and, and she was the one that kind of like, no, this, this is Kyle, you got to go play with him And so <laughs> I went down there and, and
1: right.
6: yeah, and it was, it was good. Yeah. And so, yeah, you kind of, we can kick ourselves afterwards. It's like, yeah, if, you know, Sean or, or Brian or Kevin comes to town, uh, we got to go out and fly with them because you never know when you're going to have that, you know, experience again. That's kind of a once in a lifetime thing. Well, I'm
7: not an annoying extrovert that'll text you like 75 times before I leave and then another 150 on the way. And <laughs> you'll have like 17 missed calls in five seconds when I get there kind of thing. So you won't yeah. miss me. There
6: you go. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think it's, we, we all kind of will come and go. Sometimes I'm introverted. Most of the time I'm an extrovert, but sometimes you never know. You're like, I don't feel like doing anything today. You know, sure. that kind of
7: I, you know, I, I feel i feel like that right until i see the forecast and then um that's <laughs> it's kind of like how people feel about fishing or hunting it's like oh i don't want to do anything you want to go hunting oh, of course yeah. Like, yeah they say that about flying it's like well you know i just twist my arm
4: mm-hmm. and yeah. exactly. hey, we, we got before we leave one more question in the chat or actually it's two questions from uh jim cr120 and yes, jim. Uh, i had a privilege I had a privilege of meeting him recently down at aviator. He was just training with his son, Morgan. And, uh, question is, have you had any family get into sport and what is your ideal air event? <laughs>
6: um, no, I've got two sons. I've got an older son. He's in college. He's a mechanical engineering senior here at university, of Utah. He, uh, uh, he said, dad, you know, I want to fly, but I've always been on, you've got to have the passion yourself. I don't want to push anybody into flying kind of thing. So none of my family fly, but me, uh, a lot of people have the concept of, oh, I think I would love to fly. I want to look so easy and look and then you see all of the, you know, Tucker got videos or anybody of the videos and they start going, oh, I want to fly but you, you, there's got to be some fire in the belly to get out and go after it kind of thing and and so um i'm always a little hesitant about uh when i see when i see kids doing it i kind of want to i want to make sure it's their passion it's not them uh you know you're told to go fly kind of thing i'm not sure if i answered that but i think was it the cr8 i think i flew with him at endless uh foot drag too uh, Jim
4: Sr120, and- yeah, he's been in the chats for a while. Um, I, like I said I just finally got to meet him. Um, yeah. but yeah, him, him and his son just trained down at Aviator, and I think he actually bought a wing from, from Kevin. Is that right?
7: Yeah, I sold him uh, an old Air Design bolt, and uh, I, I gave it to him. I think it was like three or four hundred bucks, so he could spend some time kiting and getting comfortable with things before he went down to Aviator. That's cool. Mm. last last i talked to him he said he was he was killing it with that wing and using it as his as his mud duck so that way he didn't get any of his nice stuff tore up which
6: i was like
7: heck yeah buddy good decision making right there, <laughs> there you so what's go. your
6: go what's your go-to uh wing brand there kevin i'm sure you sell multiple wings what do you fly i'm i, I am not a
7: brand whore by any means i um I'm a, I'm a dealer for sky sports. I'm a dealer for APCO and I have multitude of friends throughout the industry, Chris and everyone else. So if I need a gin product or an ozone product or a BGD or whatever it is, I, I have all the connections through the ways to get what people want. Um, I think that there is no perfect brand. I think it's like a shoe, you know, some people, a Nike is the best shoe for them. Whereas a Reebok might be the next best shoe for the next guy. So I don't think at this day and age, there's anything that we can consider that's bad. You know, there was a point maybe 10 years ago where there was a couple wings or a couple wing manufacturers that people were really pushed to stay away from. I think at this point, everything's kind of come up to a standard that we can expect. And it really just comes into tool for the job, in my opinion. So if you're, yeah. if you're, A more advanced guy who's looking to get uh, a more miles per gallon on your cross countries, you know, then we we try to fit them into like a Luna 2 or something like that. If they're a a newer pilot, but but a skilled pilot, we might look at, say, like a Nivea Cubic or an Ozone Spider. I mean, it it just, it really varies. I I try to fit the right gear to the student, not necessarily push a brand on anybody, if that makes sense
6: yeah and i think that's the the right way kind of thing but it must be hard for you too if a student is coming and they're saying well i want the best bang for my money what is it or you know what i mean there and you're like well am i going to push nike or am i going to push reebok i mean you 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 well
7: my big question always for them is safety number one Mm -hmm. So it's it's, you know, especially like when you bring up the Tucker videos, because this is one of those things that I love to laugh at is when I get that fresh student who's watched five years of YouTube, who's building up to this experience and they are ready and fired up and they get in the harness and they get connected into a wing and they get that wind and they feel the actual power of the wing and it jerks them out of their shoes and they spend a whole day, they put in all the commitment, they do really well for a first day student. And at the end of the day, they turn around, they look at you and they say the words, wow, Tucker makes it look so easy. <laughs> and Ain't that the truth. And, and, and that's maybe the biggest hurdle that I have with students that come from the YouTube side is getting them to understand that there is so much finesse. That comes into the education process that YouTube will never teach you. I mean, it'll give you the gross ideas, but it can't tell you how to, like you said earlier, how to feel the wing. You know, when it comes overhead and your chin goes up, you ruin everything. But if you pull just a two inches of brake pressure, as long as there's pressure there, there's gotta be a wing there, right? If there's no pressure, then there's no wing. And that's when you look to find out what's going on. You can't learn that from a YouTube video, you have to learn that through strapping in and, and yeah. just feeling the wing and feeling the wind and working through it. And some guys have a natural talent where they connect with the glider fairly quickly, and they're able to, to develop skills fairly quickly. And then I've got other guys where I work with them continuously for weeks on end, because I don't ever put a, a, a stamp on my training. You're Once you're into the school, you're welcome to train as long as it takes or as long as you want, either one. So your, your, your money is never gonna be wasted with me unless you decide you don't wanna return. But like I said, if for every student that's graduated the school, they're welcome to attend uh, an open kiting clinic that I hold each year. So that way they can get that beach time in. Uh, one of the big things that I see is most people fly in calm conditions, which means most people do re- forward launches and they either don't have or never gained the reverse kiting skills and then when they want to go fly a place like the coast or like we have here in the Willamette Valley, we get the valley winds. And so you can take off in three miles an hour wind, but when you land, it might be blowing eight or ten, which doesn't seem like much, but eight or ten is kiting wind. And it's enough that when you turn around reverse and you have to bring your wing down, you can very much land on your face and get drugged by your wing if you can't control it. Yeah. So we want to encourage that ongoing education. We want to encourage people to continue to build those skills. So that's why I don't recommend any given brand because everybody develops their own skills at their own pace. And so even though a guy may have been flying or working on kiting for, say, a whole year, he may still need to fly a mojo. Whereas another guy, he may only have three days worth of touching a wing, but his natural ability gives him... The, the talent to go fly, you know, say like a spider. So it, it just varies. And, and as an instructor, I, I think like you were saying, it's it's my responsibility to kind of gauge and weigh out those measures to make sure that students aren't wasting their money on something that they're not gonna like, but also equivocally, they're not trying to show up with a 19 meter free ride, thinking that they can be the next Tucker God. So. We always just try to find that happy balance, and safety being the number one balance to the to the elephant.
5: Hey, oh, hey, that's
7: Sean. a answer, but
5: <laughs> yes, sir. Let me know when the uh, joke of the night is ready, because
0: uh,
5: <laughs> is, is it a is it a clean joke of the night? I otherwise, believe so.
3: Otherwise, we have to go to like the after 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 show. No,
5: no, it's it's yeah. it's, it's 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 clean.
3: Oh
5: boy. Well, are I'm we ready? ready?
0: I mean, we have 15 minutes left right now until we're going to go to the after show, but we're still streaming, and I can wait. Still, and we're still doing a, you know, it's a still a family show. So as long as it's a family yeah. joke, not a family guy joke. Well, family guy joke would be okay.
6: <laughs> Shane, it sounds like they're challenging your your judgment here. <laughs> um, and and,
0: and and the swear jar is still on the table. We're not taking that. There's that there's
6: off. no
5: cursing. There's no cursing. And no innuendos. Oh, there's a yeah. There's an innuendo.
7: <laughs> all right. Okay. Hey, go ahead. In all fairness, in all fairness, even the Disney movies we watch now have innuendo. <laughs> that
0: that is yeah. true. That is true. I guess it depends on how harsh the innuendos yeah. are. That we're we're oh we're, no. We're just trying to keep this a family show. That's all. That's yeah, why we're up? having. That's why we're having the after show being whatever you want to do. If you jump in the after show, hey,
5: it's on yeah. you. So yeah, we'll 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 wait for the joke of the night for
6: the after show. You gotta, yeah. You're gonna build oh. up build up that anticipation.
7: Yeah, it's it's a good one. You, now that you have said that, Leah is gonna show up in the in the after show, man. Walter, <laughs> Walter, 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 Walter,
0: Walter said, "Let it roll, Chef." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm gonna do
4: go ice down
5: some meat, but I will definitely be back for your uh, joke in the after show. Oh. Mark, Mark, it, Mark asked if it was an Amy joke.
1: <laughs>
5: it, it's right up her alley. Uh-huh.
6: Well, let, me, let me take. Let me take off on what uh, Kevin was saying, and and uh, it really has to do with putting in the time, putting in the flights, and uh, it's, when I was a kid, I used to uh, skateboard, and I was telling Sean. This In the 70s, we used to make our own skateboard, but I was one of the first in all of San Bernardino, California. and You could count all of the high schools together. There probably was only four or five of us that drained a swimming pool and figured out how to get air. And um, it, it was not easy. We had to put in the time on the skateboard to get up higher on that. Uh, swimming pool and you would finally and you would try to hit the first try to go over the light in the swimming pool and then try to get all the way up to the coping and forever we thought that that was it is grinding that coping there's no way you could go in the air because there's no wall to do it and then we would watch the skateboarding magazines and somebody would hit air and then so people would try those kind of things and so It it isn't um, that it it, and some guys are going to have a natural ability to be able to skateboard or surf or snow, you know, board a snow ski, but in the in our normal world, I'm not a Superman, I'm not a super flyer. And it just takes hours and time of figuring out how to fly. And it's all about putting in the flights. And putting in the hours and then even then you're still gonna uh you're still gonna land on your belly and do a belly flop and say man I look like a new guy why am I not running when I hit the ground you know that's uh, so anyway that's that's my take on the on the whole um finding finding what looks easy is not really always uh, the case that they need to realize you got to be motivated to put in uh, the time to go out and I fly in 28 degree weather you know or you get the wind chill and it's going to be cold out there uh, but it, it's because you you have a passion inside to go do it How important
0: do you think is kiting skills
6: in all the years that you've been
0: flying is it more important to go out there with uh, you know and, and do SIV courses or tricks or is it more important to kite?
6: Well, then let me back up. It's not all the years again kind of thing. It's it's how much have I flying this week or this month or, you know, how much have I put in? Because in reality, I tell you, I've got a goldfish brain. doesn't matter how much kiting I've done last year or two years or three years ago. I can actually pull the wrong thing if I'm not a consistent flyer. Uh, but definitely, yeah, you can ask ask any of the instructors, and it's all about being one with your wing. You got to know how to be. Uh,
7: oh no, I I'll openly tell you uh, from a, from an instructor standpoint, kiting is a perishable skill. If it's not yes. something that you continuously mm-hmm. keep sharp, like the knife in your pocket, it will dull, and then you'll have a false sense of security when you go get onto a mountain, especially a paragliding launch if you don't maintain good kiting skills and you get up on a paragliding launch, you'll get plucked on launch and dropped on your back, get drug into a bush or drug across someone else's wing and piss that guy off. Yeah. It's just,
6: and different kiting skills in my
7: opinion are paramount.
6: Right. If you
7: can kite solid, you can probably fly solid.
6: Yeah. Well, and it's like, you may be good in uh, beach flying, you know, you may have that down and then you'll get to a, uh, no wind uh, you know mountain launch and and all of a sudden you're plucked and thrown down because you don't have the, the laminar so you do have to fly in different conditions fly uh, continually working so it's it's a sharpen that knife all the time kind of thing and and yes you can have your checklists that I think are good to go to and say I learned this from my instructor I love that that I remember to do this this and this uh, um, but, um, yeah, kiting, kiting is, is key too, and even wings will fly differently. Right. Uh, I took off I, my last, uh, Gen Falcon, uh, video that I did that baby would want to shoot over my head and it was just super fast. And here I am, um, trying to learn how to fly this wing again, because it flu different than my bgd or my mac para and um so yeah you 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 uh you can cross over you know some of your your learning but um each time you go out with that wing you uh you need to put some time in on it i don't know i'm talking like i know what i'm talking about i don't know what i'm talking about
0: it sounds like you know what you're talking about and that's what it's all about. <laughs> I,
1: mean,
7: I mean It's, it's, me it's very mountain. true though. The easy way to understand it is it's like getting out of a Ford F350 pickup truck and then getting into a Honda. They're both yeah. cars. They both have a gas pedal and a steering wheel and brakes, but they just operate feeling-wise. They feel like different vehicles, even though they're both technically seats in a steering wheel. That yeah. That's, hey, uh... the, I think, the point that JT's trying to make is that if you get into that truck and then you're not used to the turning radius, you may not be able to hit that parking spot like you want to, and you might hit some guy's Honda. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the equivocation with paragliding. is, if, you know, When you move from one wing to another, the caliber of your skill changes based on the wing, and it also carries with the conditions of that day. Uh, a hotter wing might be easier to use in more wing because you can kite it, get control of it, and then launch it. Or it might be easier for you to fly it in mill wing where you are the one doing the inflation. That's personal technique and personal feeling.
6: Yeah, I'm trying to think, some people will ask me about, um, is paragliding similar to paramotor flying, free flying and paramotor? And I was trying to think of an analogy, maybe Kevin, you, you know, and I was like, well, they're very similar and yet the, it's almost like, uh, you know, mountain biking or BMX. I grew up actually, uh, one of the first little BMXers, uh, back in the seventies, uh, we were the ones that used to build our own little handle. So I used to race BMX. And then, it, so it's like, as a, as a elementary school, uh, high school, uh, junior high kind of little kid anyway, um, uh, it, like BMX and, and motocross or something. I, what, what, what is a good example of well paragliding and paramotoring are like you know they're similar but they're different
7: i say it's like a canoe and a jet ski nice one one you're going with the flow of the current and you're managing the obstacles around you the other one you have the power to go amongst the water where you want to go
6: yeah yeah i like that um but it could be it could be like a jet ski and and uh, a surfboard or something. Yeah, sure. You, I mean, anything
7: yeah. that it would be man powered versus powered powered because
6: yeah. when you're man
7: powered, you're you're utilizing the mother nature, like you say, surfing. You're yeah. you're connecting your energy with the energy of the wave to make the ride happen. That yeah. would be a, real a similar analogy to paragliding. Because with paragliding, you're using the energy of the the wave, i.e., the wind. And, and then the mechanical wave being the hill behind you as your wave to go surf. With a paramotor, it's like being on a jet ski where you just grab some throttle and go motor around on the water and laugh yeah. and enjoy yourself.
6: I kind of like, I heard a little bit of Brian. I think it was kind of like a skateboard and a one wheel or something. You're yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
6: That that might be a good one. All right, I'm going to share my screen real quick and show you some beautiful mountain flying here. This is uh, a snow basin... <coughs> This is on the other side of the Wasatch Mountains. Uh, this is Snow Basin. I think you, you can, can fly clear see of that. uh cloud,
5: which means you don't fly in the
6: clouds. You can fly the no hey guys,
4: about... I'm I'm gonna have to bail on you. I gotta go take care of some meat, but I will try to join you in the after show shortly, okay? Awesome. We'll
0: be there in a couple of minutes.
4: Oh, I'll have to right. be a single guy
5: again. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. Thank you. Cool.
7: Well, he's going to go play with his own so That's it. what I
5: heard, that's all I heard That's all I heard
0: And that will be on the after party So we'll hear more about that then. <laughs> He's going to tell you I'm about gonna, his, gonna, his
6: secret rub I'm going to come to the after party Just to see if you can get I'm a I, I'm a hard sell Actually, you know I, I, Oh my goodness When you get as old as I am I actually used to do stand-up comedy In the uh, New York and Florida. I tried to. I was not very funny. And I (laughs) realized, these people are throwing things at me. I'm not making anybody laugh. (laughs) I've I've done it all.
0: Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to hear uh, uh, Shane's story. And uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. So if you guys haven't jumped over already, go ahead and jump over. Um, all of us here, we got to log out of here and go to that particular room because it's a different room altogether. Yeah. But um, you guys don't go anywhere because we're going to log off of the uh, stream here and the audio a little bit separate. So uh, everyone that's watching us, thank you so much. Jump over to the uh, the after party if you want to. It's going to be really fun because Shane, will, there. Shane can say whatever he wants to, which he can't wait to do. <laughs> uh, JT, thank you so much for being on here. We truly appreciate you. Um, can't wait for you to actually hear the podcast on your favorite um, Mm -hmm. podcast app in the future since you don't do podcasts right yeah
3: i have to like i have to so everything goes away and then i have to get back on zoom right
0: yeah correct it's a totally different room we're gonna log out here and then we're gonna run over there
3: does it or are like okay and he sends you whatever that and you
0: just kind of hang with right and, uh, and the link is already in the chat so we're going to r- run there so yeah. thank you everyone for for joining us thank you for watching us we totally yeah. appreciate you thank and you. Uh, we are out of here as far as the um live stream so live stream uh, all right out. and now we're yeah. going to be logging out of the audio which is your audio podcast so is there anything that you want to say uh jt that's only going to be on the audio podcast since audio. we're going yeah. on the video i know no, this i is, love podcasts this stuff here
6: yeah i think you've tapped into a nice little uh vein of people love podcasts i know my wife will listen to podcasts and i just am kind of one of those slow to get to social media uh kind of things and i this is just me reality i'm like I, I like watching things on my own time i don't like to schedule hours but this has gone by so fast and uh, you guys are
0: talking here. for three hours
6: yeah uh, i know you guys are fun to talk to except for so, my dogs i
3: apologize jumping. that's just
6: that's
0: just part of the podcast now is your dogs
7: they were like bugging, i was bugging i cows. was listening i listen to bigfoot podcasts
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, is
0: there any 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 secrets that you want to tell the uh just the audio podcast world before you leave jt
6: secrets um uh go your yeah i think it. the secret is the secret is to live your life you know i think uh, i it, i didn't come up with it but it is all about uh love laugh and and live you know try to try to tap into you know what what do you love to do and what do you enjoy doing and and, uh, and you know we're we're all here and most of us are, are are you know we have times that are good and times that are bad but uh, overall i think uh, the the passion of flying just changes lives love it love, love what the you instructors are doing i think that's so great to change lives i i uh, am so glad i was able to find some good guys that uh, taught me how to how to fly
7: who who taught you who who was your instructor jt that might have been asked earlier but i'm just curious
6: uh utah paragliding is uh, uh jonathan jeffries and and Hal, and um that's where i began paragliding uh russ bateman is paramotor uh um training uh, here in utah um yeah i the the those instructors i think and you're constantly learning so uh love love watching even actually you know sky school online there is some oh, education yeah. you can get and uh sure you'll see these these guys uh, uh that teach and i think it'll be good to um uh, i think you, you that i think it's set up nicely that the training that the instructor has to get it is good. And, and, uh, we, we definitely want to make sure we, we keep, uh, keep it simple to wait.
7: You said, by. you said instructors are supposed to be trained. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, nah, yeah, yeah, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 that,
3: right?
0: and here's, and here's the last secret. If you're listening to this now, you're probably listening to it on, paratalk.org and jt if you want to listen to this just go to paratalk.org and that is uh that that's all of our podcasts that we have ever done and you can also search for ppg grandpa's paramotor podcast on any paramotor or any um podcast app but this is the last secret if you're still listening to us if you email me at ppggrampa at gmail.com Say I listened to the end of episode 46 with JT. I'll send you something. Send nice. you I'll send you something because you made it all the way to the end. Now you guys don't tell anybody. I
7: got I got an eprops keychain I can send.
0: Ooh. Oh, I oh I, I got my um I got all my stuff. I finally got my this right here. This is what I needed from Vortex Arrow to put my new um what do you call it? Uh Uh, exhaust exhaust on yeah and and look at this they sent me this really nice uh puller Mm.
7: really nice springs off Uh, they they just said that we got to get out of this room before they can get into the other one so really oh all right right. we're out of here jump off you guys happy (laughs) week. monday's over so Hump, hump day is coming up so, all right and thank you everyone for listening up. we're gonna go
0: over to the uh, to the fun, uh, uh the fun room <laughs> later guys bye. bye Bye. so once again thank you very much for listening to clear prop TV paramotor podcast my name is Sean Simons your PPG grandpa you can always find this on any of your favorite podcast apps at PPG grandpa's paramotor podcast Find us on the web at clearproptv.com, which forwards right now to our Facebook page. And, of course, if you want to listen to this on paratalk.org, that is our other audio podcast. Have a wonderful day, and thank you again for watching Paramotor Podcast with uh, JT Wardle, episode 46. See you next week. Same paratime, same parachannel.